Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Fourth Quarter Comeback Show. I'm your host, Miles W. Miller, and we are live here with the Fourth Quarter Comeback. We have relaunched the Fourth Quarter Comeback Series, and I am so honored to be here with you again um, for this fourth quarter of 2010. People, there are some dynamic things that are still left on the table for many of us to take part in and to be a part of. Uh, and, and if you just can just believe right now, some dynamic things are, are on deck for you. So we're just excited. This is a this is an absolute adrenaline shot of motivation and encouragement for you tonight. We've we've got the dynamic, the electrifying Eddie Connor Jr. who's going to be on here later in the show. So and we're proud to be a part of his purpose to persevere to her. And the fourth quarter comeback is launched on such a dynamic for such a dynamic time with this dynamic young man who's going to be absolutely phenomenal tonight. And we're honored, again, to, to present to you a dynamic product once again this third quarter. I mean, excuse me, this fourth quarter. Whatever the case may be, whatever it is you may be needing to come back for, I'm here to tell you that it, the, the comeback is possible. See, the game's not over. It's, the, the year is not over. 2010 is not over yet. On this day, 2010, this day of October 10th, 2010, the game's not over yet. The year's not over yet. You got There's a lot of life to be lived. There's a lot of things that, that can still happen for you, but you have to believe. And so we're going to ignite your, your faith tonight. We're going to ignite your, your power to believe tonight. So, you know, just keep your heart open, keep your mind open, because tonight, tonight, tonight is your night. Tonight, 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 you guessed it, is your night. And it's your time. Your time has come. Your time is now. You've been hearing me say this on the Creating the Championship Standard Living shows, but let me let me uh, reiterate it to you. Your time has come. Your time is now. Let me say it again. Your time has come. Your time is now. Your time has come. Your time is now. I, I don't know how else I can say that. I'm hoping that I'm firing you up right now because I'm fired up to say it. Your time has come. Your time is now. And when uh, the electrifying Eddie Connor comes on here later in the show, he's going to be presenting to you some some absolutely dynamic jewels of wisdom on how to persevere. Because if you can't persevere, you'll never see your harvest. If you can't persevere, you'll never get to that point of manifestation. If you can't persevere, you'll never be a champion. So we're here tonight to bring forth a champion of perseverance, a champion of overcoming, a champion of, of, of faith to ignite your faith. And I know by the end of the night you'll be edified, you'll be confident, and you'll be exhorted by this dynamic young man. So stay tuned. Keep your seatbelts like Get a notepad. Get a pencil. Get you know. Make sure the phone is off. Make sure you know you, you quiet the dog because you don't want to miss any second of what's going to happen tonight. So without further ado, I'm going to go further in the show. I'm going to – play a motivational moment from one of our Creating a Championship Standard Living shows, and we'll be right back. Again, I'm uh, just completely honored to, uh, to be before you today. And uh, our lesson today um, is 10 Steps to Staying True to Yourself. 10 Steps to, to Staying True to Yourself. Um, I came up with this topic late last night, actually in the wee hours of this morning. Um, as many of you may have seen my Facebook posting uh, where I posted um, a comment about 
being true to myself and how I uh, I actually had to apologize to myself for not being always being true to myself. Um, and I think that it's really important for each and every one of us to understand that we are unique. We are we are not like everybody else. We're not normal. And because we're not normal, we can't expect to do what normal people do and have gratification or happiness or joy doing those things. We have to celebrate that uniqueness that's what's inside us. Uh, a guest we had on uh, a couple weeks ago, Mr. Ronald Wilshire uh, down in Houston, Texas, you know, told us to celebrate our uniqueness. And, and that's one thing I'm going to continuously promote, to celebrate the, the, the identity that God has given you. The, the separateness that God has given you, the, 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 that which is that inside of you that will allow you to stand out and not blend in, because you weren't put here to blend in, you're put here to stand out and lead. So let me get started with our lesson. Um, ten steps to staying true to yourself. Step number one, and I believe this is the most important step to staying true to yourself. Step number one: keep God's image of you in your heart. Keep God's image of you in your heart. Keep God's image of you in your heart. A lot of people battle with low self-esteem. They battle with uh, a bad vision of themselves. And they, they, they struggle to, to really find their way in the world. And they, they get confused and misled and led astray and run amok, things like that. And the one thing that would keep people grounded is that if you knew that the creator of the universe created you in his likeness and image. How could you ever fall for the okie doke when somebody told you that you, you're less than than, than great, you're less than phenomenal, you're less than best? If you truly, when you truly know who you are, when you truly know who you are, when you, know, you truly know what you are, nobody can come and tell you anything other than that. Immediately you understand that that's a part. That's not the truth. If somebody tells you something contrary to what the Creator says you are, that's a part. That's not. That is not the truth. So, in understanding that, it is utterly important to stay locked on the image that God says you are. You're creating His likeness and image. You're creating His likeness and image. Not like a dinosaur, not like a donkey, not like a horse, not like a bear, but in His likeness and image. You have been put here for some dynamic stuff. You have been put here to do some things that, that only you can do. Your life is important. Your, your existence on this earth, your existence in this, universe, in this universe is very important. So you have to stay focused on the fact that you were created to create. You were created to, to repair. You were created to, to do something dynamic. You were created to do something awesome. You were created to do something unique. So you have to celebrate that uniqueness because God saw something in you that when he created you, he created you to solve a set of problems that nobody else can solve. So keep that in your in your heart that you are put here for a special assignment from the creator. Hello, and we're back. That was a, a motivational moment from um, our 
creating a championship standard of living show, which comes on every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And those motivational moments are designed just like this show. They're adrenaline shots. They are adrenaline shots of motivation and encouragement. And the goal is that any show that you hear with me on it, my goal is to light you on fire for your destiny, light you on fire for your purpose, to re-energize you. So even the guests that I connect to, I don't just bring people on these shows also. I want to let you know this. I don't bring people on these shows that I don't get a chance to connect to and I can tell what they're about because we want to bring people to you who are going to feed your success, who are going to feed your, your breakthrough, who are going to feed your, your, the best life possible in you. We're going to bring people who, who are going to feed you. I said it before on a previous show, previous time together, that I'm, I'm what you would call a sheep feeder. I like to you know, provide wholesome food for your destiny, wholesome food for your, your life, things that edify, things that comfort, things that exhort. So we're going to continue to um, bring life. We're going to continue to speak life into your destiny. So I want to take you to an inspirational song, and then we'll be right back. You keep on doing great things for me.
Hello, and we're back. That was great things by Canton Jones. And, people, I am utterly excited. I, I know I'm chomping at the bit to get our guest on here. I know he's ready to go. He, he's He's been – we talked earlier in the day. I know he's got something dynamic. He's been cooking up something really good for you. So I'm excited to, you know, get him on the show. But we're going to bring him on in, in just a moment. But first, I want to set the table for you. I want to set the table for you. We're talking tonight about purpose to persevere. That's uh, Eddie's tool that he's launching, Purpose to Persevere. And it just so happens that we, we're doing this show on 10-10-10, October 10, 2010. The number 10 represents divine order, divine order. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you for a quick second about DOA. Now, when you hear the word DOA, usually when, when somebody says that, it means dead on arrival. And tonight, after after this show is, is done, I'm here today to tell you that your fears, your failures, your past shortcomings, anything that you may be battling right now, is going to be dealt with in such a way that when, when it's found, it will be dead on arrival. The life of your dreams is wonderful, and you deserve it. And I brought somebody here tonight who's, going to, who's actually going to assassinate anything that's coming against your dreams, anything that's coming against your vision, anything that's coming against your life. It's going to be found dead on arrival. It's, it's over. It is absolutely over. Listen to me. It is absolutely over for anything that is not taking you to your destiny. It's absolutely over for anything that's not taking you to your purpose. It is, it is absolutely over. Listen to me. I'm excited. I hope you hear it in my voice. It's over. The battle, the struggle is over. The life of your dream is wonderful, and you deserve it, and now it's time to walk in it. Now it's time to be, to, to be all that you've been called to be, all that God has designed you to be. It's time. Your time has come. Your time is now. Your time has come. Your time is now. But there's, there's three things I want to give you. There's three things I want to give you using that same, those same letters that they represent different for you now. This is a day of, of divine order. So there's three things that you're going to need to make sure that the things that you get tonight, that the tools that you get tonight, that, you can, that you're able to apply them immediately. There are three things you're going to need. DOA, for you, it stands for discipline. You're going to have to be disciplined. Discipline is a subset of order. You're going to be disciplined in, in going after your dreams, going after your goals, going after your aspirations. You're going to be very, very disciplined. That means that sometimes you're going to have to you know, put some things aside. Sometimes you're going to have to, you know, let go of some, some people who you think are your friends who aren't your friends. Sometimes you're going to have to let go of places that you may have grown accustomed to. Sometimes you're going to have to let go of, th- have to let go of things that you've grown accustomed to. I told my listeners yesterday on Creative Championship Standard Living that don't allow your life to become routine. Don't get caught up in a, in a day-to-day what? Don't allow your life to become routine. So the first thing, become disciplined. The second thing is that it's going to require organization. Organization is also another subset of order. Organization meaning that you're going to have to plan. You've got to put things together. If you're going to be successful, if you're going to live that life of your dreams, you have to be able to put things in order. So you're going to be disciplined, and you're going to have to operate in organization. You've got to properly execute organization. And the third thing, alignment. You're going to have to properly align yourself with that which is for you. Each and every one of us is just like a radio station, and we are tuning in things every night. Here's how about this. If you want to be successful, successful has a certain frequency that once you tune into it, you can broadcast it or you can replay it, if you will. 
let me repeat that. Success has a certain frequency that if you tune into it, you can recreate it. You can play it. It becomes you. So uh, view yourself right now as a radio station, as a tuner. Tune in to success tonight. We have, like I said, this is going to be one of the most phenomenal events of your life. And I want you to open your heart up and receive what it is we're going to bring to you tonight. I want you to open your heart, your mind up to, to be able to accept the things that are going to be presented to you tonight because, like I said, Mr. Connor is coming with something ferocious specifically for you tonight. So without further ado, I'm going to uh, go into another motivational moment, and then we'll be right back. just through the trials that I've been through, uh, but wow. I emerged triumphant. And so with with the injection of power that I've received, I want to inject that into other people. And uh, as you were saying, give people a, a, just a burst of energy, a burst of strength to where they they can adopt that, that spirit of I can and not just I can, but I will. Yes, and so that, that's really who I am, and if you just encapsulate uh, just the things that I've been through. Yes, sir. So, so just giving the people a, a, a bit of a, a precursor to what, what's getting ready to happen here. Give the people an idea of what the thing, what are some of the things you've had to overcome in your lifetime. Well, in many cases, um, I, I grew up in a single parent, divorced home, and uh, really did not have my father in my life uh, to bring about, wow. you know, the knowledge and the guidance, and just, just being able to understand and, and gain certain insight and knowledge as, as to how to be a man. And I know the statistics say today that close to 70 to 80 percent, um, especially in the black and Hispanic community, uh, children are born uh, or grow up in homes where the father is not present. And wow. uh, I, I was definitely one of those who was a part of that, that statistic. And then coupled with that, my parents uh, divorced when I was young, around the age of uh, 11 or 12, and then coupled with that three or four years later, at the age of 15, I was dealing with a lot of circumstantial uh, situations where I was having some pain in my chest. But, you know, you know, as a man, uh, we think we can just um, do anything and everything and it, any pain that we're having, we can, de- we can deal with it on our own. Uh, little right. did I know that uh, the doctors told me that I was, after I went through surgery and the whole nine yards when I could not breathe, I was taken to the hospital, and the doctors had, had cut me open, and they saw that there were cancer cells growing in my body. Little did I know that the pain that I was experiencing was attributed to cancer cells that were growing all through my lymphatic system as well as oh, wow. around my throat, around my heart, which had made a mass in my chest. And um, I remember coming out of surgery, I remember uh, the doctors had told my mother, we can't promise anything uh, in regards to the state of my health, the state of whether I was going to live or die. And uh, the doctor walked to my my, uh, hospital room. I'm just 15. It's one thing to be young. It's another thing to be male. But it's also another thing to be a, a young black male. And then on top of that, growing up in a divorced family, without a father in the home, and then being told that you have cancer. I mean, you talk about the weight of the world on your shoulders. Wow. Uh, yes, sir. 
it's no serious in that. Of course, you know, you're in high school, I was a sophomore then, dealing with identity crisis. You know, you want to be accepted, you want to be a part of the crowd. Uh, but in the, at that time, I was ostracized. I was pushed to the side. I was singled out. And the doctor comes in, he says, you have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I say, well, well, what in the world is that? He breaks it down even further. He says, you have what I thought was just a common cold because I felt ready to go and get back, play basketball and run cross country in high school, this, that, and the other. Uh, he says, uh, you have been diagnosed with cancer. Wow. And, uh, you talk about, I don't know if you've ever been a part of some time, but you just, it's so quiet. Literally, you could hear a pin drop. I mean, at yes, this sir. point, literally, you could hear uh, a feather drop. And it's quite, wow. I don't know if that's, if that's quieter than a pin or not. But <laughs> literally, you hear, hear a feather drop or some thread or some lint drop on the floor. That's how quiet it was. And I remember he, had, he said to me, he said right after that, he barely gave me any time to think and even process it through. He said, don't ask why. And those three words continue just to still echo in my my mind even 12, 13 years later. Uh, don't ask why. It's one thing for you to tell me, Doc, that, you know, I have a physical illness. That's your job. But it's not your job to play psychologist and tell me what not to ask, <laughs> tell me what not to think, tell me not what not to do. You out of your, right. you out of your lane right there. Yes, um, and so... I mean, he was telling me what I was going to have to go through, how long I was going to have to go through it, this, that, and the other. And you talk about somebody who just literally, where my where my heart just felt like it just dropped to the bottom of my feet. I mean, to where I just felt like, ah, literally, there is no hope. Why am I in this situation? Why me? Why now? And... um you know, even going through the process, I mean, I went through chemotherapy and radiation five out of seven days of the week to where I really felt like I was a heroin addict. I was addicted to what they what is chemotherapy and radiation, nothing but poison pumped into your body. And to have to go through that, to have to not experience my father coming up to my, my hospital, to the hospital room or just to my treatment center, not one time. To where all my friends left me, people who I considered my close associates, uh, things where I would I would was getting chemotherapy and radiation, where I'd go to sleep at night and put my head on the pillow and wake up in the morning and clumps of my hair was was on the pillowcase, or I'd go into the ba the bad the bathroom and I put my hands through my hair, just look in the mirror, and I look down at my my hands and I'd see clumps of hair just in my hands, just the pain of the situation and then having that mental state to where I did almost buy into the belief that I was not going to make it. I remember being in the hospital and just in the treatment centers when kids who were my age were dying, dropping like flies. And it seemed like a domino effect and I did not want it to I did not want to be a, one of those dominoes that that fell into the abyss yes, of death. Uh, just going through those situations, man, and, and still having that, that mindset, as you're talking about, to overcome that I have to manifest my destiny, that I am in the fourth quarter yes, of my yes, life. Yes, I've got to, I got to find a way out. I got to find a way to not let this setback prevent me from my comeback, to have that yes, determination, sir. even when, when it looks like 
I'm at the end of my rope. I can still find a, a way to hang on, to hang in there, to, to have that mindset to say, I'm not going to die, but I'm going to live and declare the works of the Lord, as it says in Psalm 118.17. And so, um, no, I think this, this show is very appropriate to be able to, to share my testimony even in, in, in more detail and, 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 depth, and, and in depth. And I was telling you even earlier that I, I couldn't think of anybody else who I'd like to kick off this show with to kick off this blog talk tour with, this purpose to persevere to tour on 10, 10, 10. And I think there's appropriate scripture, uh, John 10, 10, on 10, yes, 10, which says, yes, The thief cometh but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so you're talking about an injection of hope. You're talking about an injection of inspiration and determination. And that's what we're trying to inject people with, life. Live again. Yes, Awaken sir. your mind. Uh, to live again, to, to, to launch out and do what seems to be impossible. And it's really just your perception of life. You can look at the word impossible and believe things are impossible, or you can say, I'm possible because I can do all things through Christ. I like so that's, that's what I like we're trying that. to give people here. That's, this is, this, I believe this is a revolutionary breakthrough tour to break people out of, of a boxed-in type of mindset. If we can think bigger, we can do bigger things and do them better. Not be bitter, but be better in spite of whatever situation we're going through. Wow. Wow. Eddie, you know, you know right off the bat, you, you know, you, you have not disappointed. You've come through here, and you, you, you've shown us why you're fired up to be all that you've been called to be. But, but right now there's somebody out there who's listening to us, and they are going through the battle of their life. And they need to hear you say, not only is it possible, not only is it necessary for them to come back, but they can come back. And I need you to just just encourage that person right now. Absolutely. Uh, If you're talking to somebody, you're listening to somebody right now, you're listening to a 12-year cancer survivor. When the odds were stacked against me, to where I was not supposed to make it out, where I should, where I was literally left for dead, to where I was literally at the state of death. I, I, and I'm not, in many cases, I, I've heard people say, you know, I'm not afraid of the, the obstacles. I'm not afraid of the situation because I've been so low. And I'm coming through tonight just through the, the Internet, waves through the telephone waves to let you know this is not your time to give up if there's ever a time to keep pressing this is the time that's now you can you can feel your pulse and your pulse lets you know that as long as you have breath in your life you can make it as long as you have breath in your body this is the time that you can channel and and Awaken all of the mental energy that you have that God has invested into your life to be able to look at your situation and say, I'm not going to 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 fall and capitulate to the situ- situation, but I'm going to overcome. I'm not going to surrender to the struggle, but I'm going to exhibit strength in the struggle and survive. I don't I don't care what it looks like. Sometimes it's we're waiting on the bills to be due. Uh, and we're waiting on the money to come in, and it's the it's due on the 30th, and it's the 29th of the month. And in many cases, some of us are just just spazzing out. 
We've got to have the faith. We've got to have the wherewithal. Even in spite of haters, we're transforming those haters into elevators. Even in spite of yes, the sir. situation, we're saying, uh, I serve a God. I'm connected to God who can do anything but fail. And if I'm connected to him, I've got to overcome. I've got to live through dying places. And that's the type of strength, that's the type of uh, urgency that I want us to muster up. We can change our communities if we change our mindset. We can change our situation if we change our mindset. We can think positive in negative situations. And even if the situation doesn't change, if we change our mind in the situation, the situation has to eventually change because our mind has been renewed. We need a renewed mind. We need a refreshed mind. We need a reinvigorated mind to say, I'm going to be stronger coming out of this situation versus me uh, going through this situation. I'm coming out with more power. I'm turning my pain into power. I'm turning my tears into trophies. I'm turning my trials into triumphs. And we've got to look at it with urgency. We've got to look at it and say, I'm going to overcome and not just me overcoming, but I'm bringing some folk with me. And I'm going to challenge them and channel their strength within to overcome. We need people yes, when we can't be strong that can be strong for us. That's what we need. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so yes, sir. if there's somebody out there tonight that, that feels your pain, it's me. If there's somebody out there tonight that feels your pain, it's Brother Miles Miller. Because we've been through struggle and we've exhibited strength through the power and the richness and the resources that God has invested into our lives. And so we just want to do that and bless others because we're blessed to be a blessing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I'm, uh, look, I'm sitting here, I'm like a fan. I'm like a uh, somebody just, just, just in awe of what you're saying here because you are an overcomer to the nth degree. You you, you are a young man. You are you're not even a grown man yet. You were a teenager. At a time where most teenagers are getting ready, you know, for the prom, the junior prom, and things like that, you're battling. You're in the battle of your life, and here we here we are, you know, 12 years later, and we're still talking to a person who many doctors would have given up on. How? What do you say to a person, a, a youngster, a, a youth out there right now? Because I know that you have a heart for motivating youth to succeed. What would you say to a youth right now who may be battling a situation where they're not? Uh, they're not doing all they can do to be who they're supposed to be. What do you do to inspire? What do you say to inspire them to to get reignited for their destiny? One thing, and in many cases, what you're touching on has to deal with a lot of times self-esteem, self-concept. Um, in many cases, those self-esteem and self-concept. Because if I view myself based on they say uh, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. If I view myself based on what people have spoken over my life, if all I've heard is can't and won't, and I, you, you can never do this, that, and the other, you'll never be a millionaire because nobody in our family was ever a millionaire. You'll never go right. to college because nobody ever in our, in, our high, in our family has ever even achieved anything above a high school diploma. If I view myself based on what people have told me, if I look into the mirror of what I can't do and what I can't become and what I will never become, I'll never become that. You'll only go as high as the state of your mind. And so yes, for young people out there, uh, it's, it's very important that 
you understand who you are. And when you understand whose you are, you'll know who you are. Because God never puts anything on this planet that is not gifted. He never puts anything that is, wow. that is on this planet that is not talented. Every seed, uh, there is, you, you look at even a, a oak tree, there's a tree in the seed. Oh, boy. Oh boy. There's a tree in the seed. There is something great. There's some there's some greatness that is in the seed that God has planted and caused to bring forth fruit on this planet. And what is important for us, we've got to understand and find out what our purpose is. And when we understand our purpose based on and connected to the one who's given us and placed purpose and power into our lives, then our mental state has got to be renewed. Then 75% of those who start ninth grade won't drop out. Yes, then sir. we won't commit black-on-black -black crime, and we won't commit crime against one another. We won't debilitate one another based on the power that we understand has been invested into our lives. When we understand who we are, then we'll be able to square our shoulders. We'll be able to hold up our head. We'll be able to look into our communities and say, I can reinvigorate change in my life. I can reinvigorate change in my family's life. I can reinvigorate and bring change in my community's life, into the life of my community. When we begin to understand who we are and understand our purpose, that's when we can step into and activate the power that's within ourselves. Wow. Wow. You know, it's so wild you said something about an oak tree, because I actually uh, did a conference last week called the Manifest Destiny Conference, uh, which I'm taking to Detroit, Michigan, and guess what, people? The, the man you listen to tonight is going to be one of the speakers in Detroit. November 18th, we're, we're coming to Detroit with the Manifest Destiny Conference, and uh, Mr. Eddie Connor is going to be there uh, just as electrifying as he is right now. But I talked about the oak tree. I talked about the acorn being the official seed of the oak tree. And how one acorn, just one acorn, can produce one oak tree, but one oak tree can produce countless acorns. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Countless acorns, more seed. God gives seed to the sword. You can become, your ideas are designed, and I'm talking to, the, to not only the youth, but I'm talking to, you know, other dreamers and visionaries out there as well right now. Listen to what Eddie is saying about the seed. The seed of an oak tree is an acorn. An acorn is not as big as the, the your thumb. Not as big as the first digit of your thumb, but it has the potential to create a massive oak tree. Your dreams are just that dynamic. Listen to listen to this from a man. Listen to Eddie Connor, a man who's overcome so much at a, such a young age. Some of the same things some of you that are listening to me right now, listen to the show right now, are, are dealing with. And he's still here. Twelve years later, he could have easily have given up on life. He could easily have turned down, you know, gone down the bad road. But he's here right now with us to give you dynamic encouragement, to not give up and to not quit. You know my motto and my mantra, don't ever give up, don't ever quit on your dreams. Well, tonight we bring, we're bringing a person here who, who epitomizes that, who's living it. He's walking it and he's talking it. So I want you to hear me clearly. I want you to hear me clearly. Listen to what Eddie is talking about purpose to persevere, purpose to persevere in your life. But, uh, but Eddie, I, you know, I, 
look, I, this is this is your night. I brought you on here because you have something dynamic for the people, and I want you to just take about two minutes. And I know that you also big on challenging young men to reach their potential. Absolutely. And that's something that, that you really feel uh, passionate about. I want you to talk to the young men right now, the young men who, you know, this generation, a lot of people say this, this generation that, that that's following us is a lost generation, and I refuse to accept that. You know, I, I, I'm i a youth leader myself, and so the youth are near and dear to my heart as well, and I refuse to accept that they're a lost generation. I think they're misunderstood many times. I think sometimes they just do things because they just don't know better. But right now they've got two dynamic young men right in front of them as examples of, of, of perseverance, of overcoming, of reaching for their greatness. And they need to hear, you know, there are a lot of black men, a young black men who, who have given up on life because they're black, and society tells them, it's, you know, what they can't do, and they've accepted what they, what they quote, unquote, can't do. Tell the young men out there right now who listen to our show and are also going to listen to this podcast why they can be all they can be. Well, they can be all they can be is because the reason they can be is because man means to manage. Man means to maintain and man means to manifest. And everything that we need, God has already placed it in us. Our future is not uh, based on what's on the outside of us. Our future is based on what's on the inside of us. And when we understand the various gifts and the talents that we have that is within ourselves, whether it's the, the ability to write, whether it's the ability to be a wonderful artist, whether it's the ability to, to be able to maneuver your way through business, whatever the gift is, it's time to, to manifest it. And right. many cases where you see a lot of the calamity and the confusion in our communities with, with our young brothers, with men in general, is a lack of identity, a lack of uh, understanding purpose. And when you have a brother who does not have his identity based on what God has placed on the inside of him based on the gifts and the talents that he uh, can manifest, there, be there begins to become a rage on the inside of him. There begins to become an outward rage that in many cases is reflected on uh, one another, whether it's in crime, whether it's um, drug addiction, or actually, you know, um, being involved in distributing uh, drugs to, uh, uh, to other people, this, that, and the other. When somebody does not understand who they are, there begins, in many cases, to become a rage that uh, has that me-against-the-world type of attitude. And so what right. is very important for us as men to be able to, to begin to do is to be able to manifest, manage, and maintain who we are. When we begin to become connected to, to God, then we begin to understand our destiny. If you look at Adam in the garden, first thing before God presented Adam to the woman is first he gave the man a job, and he had jobs in regards to keeping the garden. He also had a job to name the animals. 
right. when we can't maintain our job and we try to place other things in our life and we have not maintained the gift and the talent that God has placed within us, there begins to become chaos. And so God didn't call Adam to follow the woman. He called him to follow him. And when he began to follow the woman, he fell. But when he began to follow God, that's when everything, when men begin to follow God, that's when everything begins to come in line. We have to get in touch with the manufacturer of our lives. God is the manufacturer, the manufactured item. When we understand the manufacturer, the manufacturer gives us his manual, which is the Bible, which are our basic instructions before leaving earth. When we read that manual, there's an awakening, there's a quickening that becomes alive, that begins to uh, awaken within ourselves to where we don't look at the mirror on the TV screen. We don't look in the mirror on the magazine and be try to become like the rappers, the entertainers, uh, the everyday celebrity, but we begin to become a reflection of what God has placed on the inside of us. And as men, he's given us an urgency. He's given us a determination. He's given us an uh, encouraging quickening on the inside to where we can muster up hope. We can muster up uh, a level of perseverance and be able to persevere because we understand our purpose. There ain't no persevering that's going to go on if you don't understand your purpose. You'll be able to just throw up your hands and just give up and say, no, I can't make it. But when you understand your purpose, when you understand that the situation that I'm in now is not going to be the situation that's going to uh, eventually take over my life, when I understand that I have purpose, when I understand that I have power, when I understand that I can make it, I'm going to go through whatever it is and overcome with power. And that's what we have to do as brothers. That's what we have to do as men. Wow, wow. Hey, I'm just, I'm sitting here just profoundly excited for anybody who hears this show right now because I know that you've just delivered life-changing just nuggets of of hope. You've you've given a ray of hope to many people, you know. So with that, on that note, Randy, we're going to take a break. I'm going to to play a song I think is appropriate for the time, and then as soon as, this song is off. We're going to come right back, and I want you to, to let the people know more about Eddie Conner and how they can how they can be um, how they can connect to you and some of the things that you have to offer them. I appreciate it. No problem. Take it stand. This is the fourth quarter comeback, and we'll be right back after this inspirational song. How many people know it's your time? Oh. We want to thank y'all for coming. I just want to encourage somebody to let you know I am speaking over your life. You get ready to walk into the best time of your life. You are getting ready to get your inheritance. Just look at somebody and say, it's your time, it's your time. Vanessa, come to the stage for me, please. Oh, hallelujah. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, y'all, and say, it's your time. It's your time. Everybody, 
somebody, can you just say that with a thing? Why don't you look at somebody and sing it to them? people every second 
in America are diagnosed with cancer, and I was one of those individuals. And so I really share in detail uh, my story uh, from cancer to conqueror to more than conqueror, and I just really give my testimony and my inspiring story of overcoming. And I, I just share a lot of inspiration as well in the book. Uh, even if you haven't gone through cancer, you can uh, take something from this book. That's one thing about my books. My blood, sweat, and tears have been really placed into every word, every letter, every line of the books. And even I have done a, a poetry book, Collections of Reflections. It's a three-volume set of poetry uh, where I'm providing rhythm and rhyme through inspiration. And then my, my latest book, which is Econ the Icon, From Pop Culture to President Barack Obama. And this is a book that redefines what it means uh, to be who you are in a celebrity-driven culture. we got reality TV shows, and they're, uh, they're everything but reality. Uh, yes, there's a false sense of reality. Uh, that's talking about everything based on what you have and not understanding who you are. Uh, when I understand who I am, whether I got $50 million, $50 or 50 cents in my pocket, I still won't base who I am on what I have. But I'll know who I am based on who I'm connected to. And so uh, when we can get the junk out of our life, we can begin to find the jewels that God has invested into us. So if you go to my website, eddieconnor.com, uh, and even go to my blog, go to my books. I really want you to purchase them. They're, they're electronic books as well as a physical copy that you can that you can purchase and order. And you'll see some information as well about my blog talk tour uh, that's going on all the way through Saturday. Uh, Sunday through Saturday, nothing but inspiration. I'll be on again tomorrow at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on MindShift Radio. Uh, and so um, you can find that information there as well. And so uh, Facebook, Twitter, at Eddie Connor Jr. is the Twitter, and Facebook.com slash backslash uh, Eddie Connor. Um, so I want you to definitely connect to me and uh, definitely support this program as well. I want you to support the fourth quarter, fourth quarter comeback show because we've all been down, but God uh, can lift us. And we're, we we will be lifted because we are gifted. And it's very important that we, we connect to people who will take us uh, from where we are to where we can be, find the value that's within us, and begin to uh, equip ourselves and cause that to come up. Wow. Definitely. Wow. I have to say I this, sir, and I don't, I don't say this lightly. I meet a lot of people, and I've met a lot of people in my um, – and just doing these shows over the course of the last year and a half. And I I am completely and utterly impressed with the person that, I, that I've become to know that you are. And I'm, I'm absolutely honored to be connected to anything that you're doing. I appreciate I that. I really am. This, this, this means a lot to me as a person. It also means a lot because, like I said, I don't take the my audience for granted. I don't take them um, lightly either. And I don't bring just anybody in there in their presence. So for 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 me, this was a, you know the invitation to be a part of your your tour was dynamic for me. But also in in hindsight, and also the the the, the uh, exchange, you know, I I trusted you to bring to life something dynamic for the listeners. And I, I believe in my heart, I can go to sleep and rest peacefully tonight because you definitely delivered. On the promise, and I'm excited for what God is doing with you. I'm looking forward to some dynamic things. I'm 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 so thankful just to know you. You know, 
I mean, I don't say that lightly. I'm so thankful to know you because there are a lot of people out here who don't really have the good. They talk about it, but they don't live about it. But you, you talk it and you live it. And I'm so honored that, again, that we're, we were able to be a part of Purpose to Persevere tour, uh, the kickoff. I'm, I'm glad to be a part of the kickoff because people need to know that it's possible. You know, my mentor, Les Brown, says it all the time that it, it's possible. It's yes, necessary. yes. And, and yes. you are letting people know that those those very things tonight, that not only is it possible, it's necessary to be all that you've been called to be. And, and for that, I, I thank God for just opening up massive doors for you to do this on an international level consistently and continuously. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate it, and, and, man, I almost died. You know, I should have given up. Uh, first right. letters in cancer is can, and that's the type of attitude wow. that I had. And I just want to be a light. I just want to be an inspiration to people. And I appreciate you letting me have this vehicle to be able to, to drive some some determination into the lives of people tonight. And just uh, just that anointed spirit that you have that's all the way in Atlanta and the determination that you have in Detroit, uh, you know, just the, the, the power that you bring and uh, just the, the person who you are. Like I said, I couldn't think of anybody else. I didn't want anybody else to start this program off. I needed the energy. I needed the inspiration. I needed that determination that you bring to be able to bless people and to have that, that type of attitude to where you can live again. Yes, you can. Yes, not only will you, not only can you, but will you? And hopefully, people out there will say yes that I can pick up the pieces of my life and put the puzzle back together and give somebody some hope to let them know that I didn't come from some life with a silver spoon in my mouth, but I have a, a story, and I can empower somebody through it. Wow. Well, well, I think we have about ninety seconds left in the show, and I want want to leave this. Point open for you if you want to. There's anybody you want to acknowledge right now before we get out of here? I definitely got to send a shout out to my mom, who's been just a catalyst of inspiration to me, Dr. Janice Connor. She's got a book as well out there, Propelling Faith. Of course, I want to definitely uh, send a shout out to, to uh, in many cases, my publicist, T. Marie, who really was, uh, in many cases, a catalyst to put all this together. And uh, just just shouting those two out. And just everybody as well on my Twitter, on my Facebook, who have listened tonight, I really appreciate you giving me the, the support and encouragement. I appreciate y'all. I just, that's just what I want to say, definitely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, I want to thank uh, you, too, again, uh, Eddie, uh, Ed, Mr. Eddie Connor. We, we, we thank you. We are so blessed to have had you here tonight. I want to also thank uh, Ms. T. Marie as well for, for being you know, a dynamic uh, liaison for making sure tonight happens. Um, also, and hers is at uh, T Marie PR and uh, my Twitter yes. at Eddie Connor Jr. Facebook, uh, Eddie Connor, Facebook.com slash Eddie Connor. Please link, please link. And we're definitely going to make sure that those links are available, you know, later in the show because I want you people to, to stay connected to, to dynamic people. Well, we're, we're running – out of time here, the people on the Internet, on the stream, are not going to be able to hear the last 10 seconds of what I'm going to say, but it will be on the podcast. I want everybody who can hear my voice to hear this. I believe in your success. I believe that you're absolutely dynamic. I believe that you've been put here for some dynamic, phenomenal things. I believe that without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what happens in life, you have been placed in such a position for, for such a time as now that – People are, are, are lining up now to encourage you to be all that you can be. 
Again, I thank God for, for Mr. Eddie Connor and him giving us his testimony tonight. I want to, again, thank him. I want to thank uh, Ms. T. Marie. I also want to thank Team Miles, uh, Nicole Angelo, and Sharon Thomas. Um, I want to thank uh, Bishop Wayne T. Jackson, Dr. Beverly Jackson of Great Faith Ministries Detroit, Pastor Gennaro Lee and Lady Tiffany Lee, uh, Great Faith Ministries Atlanta, um, Karen Donald, um, anybody who's had anything to do with, with where I am today right now, I utterly thank you. Again, the audience, I thank you for being here tonight. And something I didn't do earlier in the show that I'm going to do now, even when we close it out, and you know you know me well enough to know this, every time we do this show, I, all, I always acknowledge the Most High God. I, I always turn this show over to his Holy Spirit. Now, I didn't say it on the air tonight, but please believe we did. Before I came on the air, I was in prayer. I actually was leaving church, <laughs> leaving a dynamic service to come here to do this show tonight. So people take this. Take this in consideration. The life of your dream is wonderful, and you deserve it. Don't let anything or anybody tell you what you can or cannot do. Take heed from what Eddie Connor said tonight, and know this, that it's possible. Not only is it possible, it's necessary. And on that note, this has been the fourth quarter comeback. I've been your host, Mr. Miles Miller. Uh, come back for uh, more dynamic shows. Again, listen to the um, our Creating a Championship Standard Living show, which comes on every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I have a feeling that, that uh, Eddie's going to be on, on the Championship Standard Living shows too, so l- be on the lookout for that. And remember this, I'm going to leave you with my motto and my mantra, my mantra and my motto. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. know that you weren't put here just to hold up space and take up air. You were put here to do something dynamic. You were put here to make things better. Everything is created to be a solution to something. Okay? Nobody's life is in vain. There's a, a quote I want to read to you from uh, Dr. Mike Murdoch. I, I read a lot of his, his books on wisdom. Um, he says that God saw something that no one else could solve, so he created you. God saw something that no one else could solve, so he created you. He also goes on to say that everything was created to solve a problem. So, your your very life is a solution to somebody's problem. God disguised the solution to a certain set of problems when he created you. So, you're... So I want you to, I'm just, I'm, I'm going here with you on this because I want you to truly understand that you are important. Your life is important. You, your destiny is important. And don't, don't let anyone ever tell you anything differently. You are important. You have to be here. But there's also some, some rules that go along with you being here. So we'll get into that also. So you are important because God created you for a solution. Your life is designed to impact countless others. And you are put here as a specific answer to a certain set of problems. So take your work in that and know that 
there's something dynamic for you to do. So, that's the segue to my lesson today. My lesson today is seven ways to promote positive self-image. Seven ways to promote a positive self-image. Step one, place high value on God's view of you. Place high value on God's view of you. Place high value on God's view of you, which we just talked about in depth. And I can go further with this. You have to understand that if you can hear my voice, we, each and every one of us was created in the likeness and image of God. None of us created ourselves. So it's, a, it's like having a car. If I have a Ford Motor Company vehicle and I take it to a, a General Motors dealership, now the General Motors dealership can actually call Ford and get information but how much simpler is it for me to take that car back to a Ford dealer? Because they created the car. They know that car better than anybody else knows that car. So true is our relationship with God, our relationship with our Creator. Who knows us better than that which created us, that spirit that created us? And when you, be, when you get in tune with that spirit that created you, you get a true, true blue value, a true blue estimate of what and who you really are. Because nobody else can truly tell you what you are. In fact, you, why would you listen to what, the opinion of another human being who only uses 5% of their brain? How can somebody that only uses 5% of their brain tell you what you're not? I want you to think about that. 